Good morning, everybody, or afternoon, evening, whenever you're listening or watching this. This is the Resistance Broadcast. Welcome back, everybody. I'm John. Thanks so much for joining us today. We got our new show for you. We got some cool stuff we're going to get into in a little bit. James and Lacey with me, as always. Um, Not too much changing here, the three of us. Been pretty rock solid for about two years now, but can't say the same for Disney, guys. Little CEO switcheroonie. But they want to keep it familiar <laughs> so people don't call the guy the wrong name. So they just picked some random guy named Bob to take over, I think. What do you guys... Imagine that. They were like, who here's named Bob? And this guy's like, I am. They're like, you look like a CEO. You got that bald you're head. You're <laughs> Those up. power suits. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, is, it is very weird that they both go by Bob. Like, it's not even like Robert, you know? Right. Do you think the other guy was Robert and he saw how like successful Bob Iger was and he's like, I'm I'm making a decision. I'm going by Bob now. <laughs> no, I think he just always has gone by Bob. Yeah. It's it's weird though, because it's like office space sort of where it's like Bob. Yeah. Bob. Bob. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone yeah, the, was the posting two that, Bobs. Yeah. yeah, someone told <laughs> us we should have a meeting with the two Bobs about make solo two happen. <laughs> I don't yeah. know what the other guy sounds like. Uh, Did you watch the video? No. I did, but I forgot what he sounded like. I don't know so much that I focused on what he sounded like as so much as what he was saying. He said disruption six times in that video. Oh, did he? I just read the articles I was, about it. It was okay. It's totally fine. Cause I'm following him on what he's saying, but it was weird for me sitting there. I felt like, I felt like Bob Iger sitting next to him be like, what? That's odd. This is the third time he said disruption. <laughs> oh, disruptive that that's four buddy I, like i don't know why it just like stuck out to me and i felt like i started thinking about the reporter being like oh he said disruptive again that's five now five times he said no one else in this room has said that once what if right. it's like the meow game in super troopers where he's like how many times do you think i could slip I, and disrupt it felt that way yeah <laughs> it was like meow. i think it was like an eight minute video or something like that and you know obviously bob Iger was doing a lot of the talking mm-hmm. but when he came in the segments that he had i was like you're saying that word a lot mm-hmm. but i don't know it must just be like his vernacular for you know how to run a business and look for the, <laughs> yeah. Um, Speaking of for that type of business and yeah, what what's up? Working title for Kenobi is Pilgrim. So I'm hearing that doesn't that, surprise me. I'm hearing the show is going to be about him laying low and, and working at a retail furniture store. That's that's the latest word out there. Another brought in from Twitter joke. <laughs> You really just keep bringing them in. <laughs> oh my god! Do you guys? Uh, do you guys? But we we've talked about these working titles. Some of them mean absolutely nothing. Some of them are just personal anecdotes Black from Diamond, the directors and yeah. stuff. Yeah, Trixie. Avco and and that sort of thing. Yeah, but the the Pilgrim one doesn't surprise me that much because it's just I in a weird way like associate that word with like pilgrimage, which is like your inner going to the Holy land, you know, kind of thing, like making peace with yourself and all sorts of other things like that. So that name actually does to me sound like it's kind of a, um, I don't know, code code for the, the story that they're trying to tell, um, without giving too much away. I mean, pilgrimage to me is also very like religious and you're looking at him like, everybody wants that show to be like him focusing his meditation and sitting, you hate uh, this show so much. Thinking about it's stuff. Unbelievable. 
It's just so boring. I, who wants that show? Why is that interesting? You know, it's, it's like, not hey, you boring. Know all, you know, all the scenes with Yoda and Anakin just like sitting and talking in a room talking about stuff. Mm-hmm. Boom. That's the best Star Wars right there. I mean, all right. Go ahead, Lacey. You're going to try a segue here, I'm sure. No, I wasn't. I was actually going to say, you know, it's not boring. Is that the Jungle Cruise thing sank today? I is that. I was so, going to bring that, that up when we talked about disruptive about five minutes ago, but mm-hmm. it's really comical a, to me. Was that a big deal? Because your your buddy uh, Elliot was the he he like he was ran a skipper. That. Yeah. Did he? Did huh. it ever sink under his watch? No, they've never sunk. I don't think. And it's it's a what's a one foot like pe- it thing was of water? A f- it was a foot of water. Yeah, there. people need. But they had to stand yeah. in it for twenty minutes <laughs> until oh, someone showed up. Those poor people up. in that in that eighty degree weather getting their feet cold. <laughs> yeah, but do you know how gross no, that water I mean, is? That would <laughs> suck, right? Yeah, I guess. Um, all right, so working titles. This combo sinking though, so we should just keep going. No, you, you know what doesn't have a working title? The Mandalorian. So we're gonna get talking about that right now when we send it to James for the Resistance Report. resistance come on my sinking segue was so much better than your mandalorian <laughs> one all right well when when you, when you host the obi-wan shinobi or whatever we call that <laughs> i'm gonna get or followed can... tom- tomorrow by a twitter account that says obi-wan shinobi and we won't know who made it yeah <laughs> um so the resistance report this week, we got four stories, guys, four ones. Uh, we, we obviously just talked a little bit about some of the like working bad? title and Bob Iger's. We didn't want to have six stories. <laughs> so we tried to focus the ones that we felt like were probably the most prominent things going on right now. And the first one has to do with the Mandalorian. So, um, I wouldn't say confirmed, but we absolutely trust the guys over at black series rebels. They have, they have word that James Mangold, Robert Rodriguez and Bryce Dallas Howard are all doing, uh, content directing, you know, scenes, directing episodes for Mandalorian season two. Um, interesting, uh, choice, uh, James Mangold, uh, specifically has like a lot of awards, Robert Rodriguez coming from, you know, a long history of, of working in, um, big special effects and things like that. So, um, Lacey, I'm going to start with you on this one. What are your thoughts on, um, on the, these particular individuals working on Mandalorian. I'm going to be honest, like no matter who they announce, I'm always just excited. Cause I'm like, Oh, right. Someone's involved. And like, I always see it, see it as if people want to be involved then that means it's great. Cause usually people don't join if it's like a, you know, a sinking ship going back to sinking. Uh, but Robert Rodriguez sticks out to me only because I know he's done a lot of different stuff, but uh, he he really likes the horror stuff, doesn't he? Doesn't he do a lot of horror stuff? I know he did um, Alita, which is interesting in itself because I feel like everybody that loves Alita hates Star Wars, and he did Alita, got, and he's doing it. I literally got yelled at by somebody on Twitter for not using Alita as one of his references of stuff he's worked on in the, in the article, in, in my report. I feel like... They like put me on blast for not including Alita. Like there's this culture out there that think people are trying to make Alita go away. Look, I saw Alita. It really wasn't that bad. I enjoyed it. I I met Robert Rodriguez and the girl that played Alita at a show. I have an autograph from them. Didn't know who they were. I was like, sure, I'll take the autograph. Yeah. I'm saying I I didn't know. That's not brag. (laughs) That's embarrassing. I was like, I don't know who you are. But 
have one. I don't know what it is about that movie, but I also had that experience. I saw something on IMDb that was like, what's the first movie you think of when we sent this or something? And it was like 800 comments of Alita gifts. I was like, what? Why? It's because they all like were liking each other's gifts and stuff. I was like, there's no way this is a normal poll. Right? Star, Wars, yeah. Star Wars fandom has nothing like that. Okay, but <laughs> I'm going to be honest, outside of Star Wars, and this is probably going to make me sound stupid, when stuff like that happens, I'm like, why are you doing that? And then I realize we have mm. a whole campaign. <laughs> We've been doing Makes that. Makes a happen, yeah. yeah. But I feel like we're not as aggressive as those people. No, we're not like, yeah, not demanding stuff. Um, I don't know. But I see like the, every Netflix post is like, renew the OA, bring back Sense8. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, um, James Mangold, Robert Rodriguez, Bryce Dallas Howard. Bryce is exciting because, you know, she did a really good job this past season. So it makes sense that they'd bring her back again. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm just excited more people are involved. I, I was more intrigued by the big guest stars that they're going to have, supposedly. The big guest That's stars. Mm. Sasha Banks from WWE SmackDown. Wow. Isn't yeah. John Favreau a huge wrestling fan? Well, I know he was like a. He played mm-hmm. an MMA guy in Friends, but I don't know about mm-hmm. wrestling. Yeah, I don't know. I thought he was a <laughs> yeah, wrestling fan, or maybe I'm mixing him up with someone else. It's surprising who ends up being wrestling fans, you know? That mm-hmm. you're like, oh, they really love WWE. Mm-hmm. So, um, so John, go ahead and talk on these directors real fast. <laughs> so, so Robert Rodriguez, he really got going with his westerns. Uh, that trilogy from uh, with Antonio Banderas, like El Mariachi, Desperado, um, uh, something about the the West. I forget what the third one was called. Um, Three Ten to Yuma. No, Three Ten to Yuma no. is James or Mangold. James Mangold. That's a, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> the, the the third one with Johnny Depp. I forget uh, uh, something about Mexico. Some, some someone's mm-hmm. yelling at me right now in the comments. I'm sorry. I got right. two out of three. Uh, so he vibes with that, and he's friends with Favreau and uh, James Mangold. Obviously, did Logan, which a lot of people felt. Um, was why he would have been great for that Boba Fett movie. He was supposed to do the Boba Fett movie right. and it kind of got canceled. So this, they visited him on set and the way Stephen Ellis, uh, I don't know why I said Stephen, the way Steve at Black Series Rebels was talking about it. Mr. Stephen Ellis. Uh, Mr. Stephen Ellis, you're up for the scoop. Uh, the way he was talking about it was kind of very casual. And, you know, like Steve likes to be cool when he's talking about this stuff. And he's like, yeah, I guess they went to the set and need their friends. And he's like, hey, why don't you just direct some stuff? And maybe that's just kind of how it is. Like, come on down and you, you guys want to step in and shoot this scene or something like Except that. Except Kathleen so, Kennedy. Yeah. You're not allowed on set. <laughs> yeah, you don't even stoke that rumor. <laughs> I'm but, sorry. Yeah. That was more of a Mean Girls joke. Like, no, uh-huh. none for Glenn Coco uh-huh. and none yeah. for Glenn Coco. <laughs> Yeah, so I guess they just did some stuff. I know some of the reports out there um, got what Black Series Rebels said wrong and said these guys are doing episodes, but they're just they were doing sequences for maybe one episode, and maybe it was John Favreau's episode. Maybe he didn't want to step on his other director's toes, and he's like, "Hey, I'm doing an episode. You guys want to shoot this sequence or something mm-hmm. like that." Um, so, and you know, maybe they're dipping their toes in the water for future involvement in Star Wars. Mangle was close, didn't work out. Maybe he's going to come back in the future. Um, and we're going to talk about guys in a few stories who I don't even really know who are maybe getting Star Wars stuff. So why not these award winners here? So, um, I don't know. It's exciting to me. Bryce Dallas Howard. I think that's cool. Keep the Howard family involved in Star Wars. I'm definitely cool with that. Um, I thought chapter four was good. 
A lot of people said they didn't like it because, um, you know, what the story was, but that's not her deal. I thought she did a good job. I mean, you can thank her for the baby Sipping. Yoda sipping the bone yep. broth thing. So there you go. Mm-hmm. And then the, them fighting on the ground and all that stuff. So uh, everything about Mandalorian gets me really excited. Last week, you know, when I watched back our episode, I, I, I hadn't, I was so excited about the whole special effects thing, what that could do for Star Wars. And then how Favreau, I just trust John Favreau so much. And, you uh, you know, I, you know, I trust J.J. Abrams so much, too. But, but, you know, John Favreau, like, I just feel like we're in such good hands with him. So I hope, uh, Mandalorian aside, he stays involved with Star Wars, uh, uh, too. Because it just, something about him being on a project, I feel really comfortable with. Like, I have no doubts going into Mandalorian Season 2 that it's probably going to be even better than Season 1. So all this stuff is just cherry on the Sunday for me. He just seems so genuine. Like, like. You know how sometimes people are like, oh, I love Star Wars. I'm such a big fan. Like, he's, like, really pumped about it and excited to talk about it and geeking out about all yeah. these things. Yeah. No, I yeah. agree. And uh, he's very professional. He just, like, mm-hmm. he's such a vet at this point, like, 25 years in. He he never gets in in over his head with things or anything like that. Like, he he is the boss. Like, he gets stuff done and how he wants to get it done. And uh, props to, you know, Alex and Steve for blasting that out on their, on their show and uh, getting that news out there. Because fans, I saw no negative comments about this. So good on you guys for putting something out there that fans could get behind us. It's, it's kind of needed right now. So <laughs> good mm-hmm. job, Alex and Steve. And uh, we'll miss you talking exclusively about Star Wars, but good luck on the other stuff. Can we talk about yeah. how Adam Pally talked about, did an impression of John Favreau and it was very, very good on that no. talk show? <laughs> did you see that clip? Where he no. talks about how he punched Baby Yoda and how oh, Favreau, yeah. and he said he took him in his nook of Favreau. <laughs> <laughs> and the impression he does is just so good. But anyway. I got to check that out. Um, one thing to say about uh, James Mangold and Robert Rodriguez specifically is is that they're adding a new level of caliber to the people that they're bringing in to work on this. Um, these are people who are like, in a lot of ways, on the same level as uh um, Favreau himself. I was mm-hmm. trying to, I was thinking Filoni, but that that's part of it is Taika Waititi has, is really good, but has only like probably since Ragnarok kind of become like more into the public consciousness, you know, but James Mangold and Robert Rodriguez are like, they've been around and they right. continually put out great stuff. So when you're looking at last year's, um, season one directors, you're looking at Deborah Chow and most people are like, who, you know, you're looking at Rick Famuyiwa and it's like, I don't, I don't know who that is, but so sure. You're you know. nailing that name now. I knew the name before we started. I know, but I feel yeah. like, I don't know if it was you, but we would always kind of be like, is it Famuyiwa, Famuyiwa? And you're it was just probably like, me. Oh, I'm yeah, terrible with names. Um, <laughs> fact. But I mean like Jim, James Mangold, yeah, James Mangold coming in is like it just got nominated for two Academy Awards for Ford versus Ferrari. It's yeah. like you know what I mean. It's like yeah. th- this guy's legit, and Robert Rodriguez, you know, I mean, special effects and all sorts of other stuff. Like, um, I know it's kind of dumb, but also like he did all the Spy Kids movies, and it's like at the time the <laughs> Spy did. Kids were pushing like 3D and all sorts of stuff, <laughs> and those were old, man. You know yeah. that that was a long time ago that they were pushing yeah. that type of technology. Um, for just stuff that he, you know, wanted to do or whatever. And then to look at Alita Battle Angel, I mean, that's ridiculous what he's doing there too. So mm-hmm. it's, it's 
all around great news. Um, and I have no doubts that the um, Mandalorian season two will be better than the first season. Mm-hmm. And part of that comes from our next story with Giancarlo Esposito specifically saying the, the black, the dark saber, you know, it is here and it is coming and it's going to be great. We have like awesome uh, choreography and, and scenes with this thing. And I, it's weird. It's like, you never want your mind to go crazy on, on what your expectations are, but you're bringing in Robert Rodriguez. You know, it's like, I feel like this could be really awesome and they could do some really cool choreography between a guy with blasters who's hand to hand combat and this other dude who's like wielding the sword and the way it's all cut and put together by John Favreau and the story is being led by Dave Filoni. It's like, there's, there's so much here that is just going to like blow the minds of star Wars fans and just, I don't want to say film, but, but film fans in general. I mean that it's awesome. What do you guys think about Giancarlo Esposito, John? I really, you know how I feel about this villain already coming out of season one. Very believable. I like a villain that has conviction that is clear cut. No, uh, conflicted. This guy is a bad person. And uh, I feel like Star Wars has needed that. Uh, some new villain blood for a long time, especially in the live action mix. Um, so not not even being a huge Breaking Bad fan, I like this actor. I like Giancarlo Esposito. And the little bit we saw of him in season one, I was sold on what this guy was all about. I believed uh, of his intentions. He's, what he said he was going to do, he did. Uh, it, mm. he's a scary villain. Like he is not messing around. He will kill you. And he has uh, some Tarkin in him. I agree. Yeah. Very, very calculated and cold. And I'm going to blow up this planet right now. And I just did. Mm. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I like what he's saying. He seems very excited. He's like, yeah, we're doing all this kind of action stuff with these lightsabers. It's very epic. And I'm battling these people and doing this stuff. Now, some people took this story and said, that it's going to be lightsaber on lightsaber. They think there's going to be some kind of duel. He says nothing about another lightsaber. So like yeah, you're saying, James, he could be deflecting things or getting tangled up and someone's trying to get the dark saber from him. Uh, that sort of thing. Some people are thinking this means Sabine's going to get in the mix in live action. I don't know about that. I, I still doubt that. Uh, but I, I like what, what he's not to jump in, but was there not something that he said? L- let me find it. Cause he did say something that made it seem like he's like, I'm proud to be one of the people that wields the saber or something like he that. He said I was the only one in season one who got to wield it. Yes. Which yeah. implies that he will not be the only one in season it, two. Yeah, who gets to wield it, do- it. That's it why. does. That's yeah. fair. That, the, that is a bit of an implication. Yeah, I agree. I agree. That's a bit of an implication, but I do also like uh, him, him touching on, uh, <laughs> they were asking him about baby Yoda and stuff, but uh, overall it's a quick story. Again, it's an actor and I, I beat this point over the head. Uh, it's an actor who really sounds like he's enjoying being in star Wars. And that means a lot to me. Um, I, I, it makes me feel good knowing these people enjoy doing these things. Cause I saw an interview with Robert Downey Jr. Recently from a few years ago, talking about, um, Avengers Infinity War and Endgame, And he was passionately talking about the characters and the process of making that stuff. And, it made me think of people like an Adam driver or Harrison Ford who you feel are a little bit distant from it. And sometimes maybe even think they're a little above it in a way as, as like artistic actors. Um, but someone as good as Robert Downey jr. Was as good as he is, uh, 
still just so uh, entrenched in what he's doing with that character. And I like when mm-hmm. Star Wars actors take on that. And I feel like this guy does capture that. He's a good actor. He's talented, but he seems to be really into what's going on here. Uh, and so does the rest of this cast. So uh, maybe that's another big part of why I've really taken to the show. Anything to add to that, Lacey? Um, <laughs> I don't know. John just said a lot. Uh, I mean, I'm excited that he's coming back as the villain. Obviously, he's a great villain. Um, I'm not the biggest fan of the Darksaber like a lot of people are. I, I think it's cool. I think they did a really good job with it. But I feel like anytime the Darksaber is mentioned, people like freak out. And I feel bad that I'm not one of those people that freak out. It just isn't mm-hmm. my thing. But mm-hmm. I'm interested to see what he does with it. I'm interested to see who ends up wielding it. Um, he makes mention of Baby Yoda like, oh, he's just trying to figure out what it this is. I don't know what he means by this. Like, I feel like he was too general. So you're like, okay, is he talking about the world itself, the situation, the Darksaber? Like, I wasn't really sure what he meant. But um, like John said, it, he seems excited to be part of the show and that that's wonderful. Um, and I just wish the show was happening sooner and not October. I agree with that. Do you, do you think that he will be the only one to wield the saber? No. So who do you think? Probably the Mandalorian. That's that's crazy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, he, I guess so. Like, that to me means more than anybody else. Like if he gets it, then that means he serves a new purpose or something, you know. He's the know. Mandalore, right? Yeah. Yeah. He um, becomes, well, he becomes the Mandalorian. Yeah. Yeah. Which he I, I already is. I feel like that's like the, that's, the completion of his like Voltron. Like he, he comes with nothing. He gets his Beskar. He gets a signet. He gets his jetpack, And then he's going to get the dark saber. Like he's just going to end up from, losing it again. No, I know. But you go from nothing to everything, but I don't know. I, Lacey, you said you weren't sure what he meant. I think he means that baby Yoda is going to see the dark saber and like really wonder what that's all about. I think that's what he's kind of saying. So it almost sounds like he was trying to be generic, like general and not be specific so that he doesn't get in trouble. But I think he ended up, I don't know, being too general that it doesn't like looking back at the quote to me, it doesn't really make sense. Like he was trying to get around specifics and by getting yeah. around specifics, it didn't. I may be reading too much into it, Yeah, but it sounds like Baby Yoda is going to be a bit more openly sentient in this season where you're mm. going to see him like like speculating things and wondering things as opposed to just cooing and cawing and, and using powers. And he says, yes. "You wait, wait till you see this one scene. So there has to be some kind of big thing there. I don't know. Yeah. Yep. Um... Yeah, Mandalorian's going to be great. I don't think that anybody is doubting the second season. Um, but uh, we got another big thing that happened this week, or last week, I guess you could say. Um, and that is Project Luminous. Um, this is so big, in fact, that we're probably going to give our rough takes right here on Resistance Report and try to dive a little deeper into what we think about all of this new content that's coming out. Um, on Thursday's episode, but for the sake of just right now, let's talk about it. It's a thing. Let's get our initial impressions out there. Lacey project luminous. How many books from Amazon and Disney.com are you going to (laughs) order? I think that, um, project luminous was a project that they hyped up a lot. And I don't know if that worked for them on this one. Uh, 
I think that it's a cool project. I think there's a lot of exciting details and characters and storylines that are coming out of this whole thing. But I feel like two years of hyping this up the way they hyped it up, including October and everything, which people have told me that the reason they did not uh, announce in October is because they didn't want to overshadow The Mandalorian or get overshadowed by The Rise of Skywalker. I don't know. I just feel like they made this thing into a huge, gigantic, oh, it's happening. And then we get the event and the event was like, so we're doing this book. Here's some stuff where this is a new era and this is what's happening. And you're like, oh, okay. Like that, that was a lot of hype for that announcement. That being said, I'm super excited about, uh, Charles Soule's book, uh, Light of the Jedi. I think that's going to be good. I'll probably order that. Um, I like all the different costumes and different lightsabers. I'm excited that it's going to be a time period, the High Republic, where things aren't doom and gloom. I feel like if you look at Star Wars as a whole, it's a lot of doom and gloom. And I think this is going to be very interesting that it's like a time of prosperity and everything's exciting and everything's going pretty great. Um, but yeah. I don't know that it is, though. That's what the description says. It's a time of prosperity. <laughs> yeah, until the great disaster. Does it say great disaster? Yeah, that's the that's what happens in the first book that opens everything up. The great disaster. All right. Well, I'm excited about this time of prosperity, <laughs> James. <laughs> um. Well, to to should we should we say what was announced? Should I go through the different authors or books, or do you think everybody knows that content at this point? They probably know by now. I mean, you could read them off if you want quick. Um, well, we have Into the Dark by Claudia Gray, um, which is a, a young reader or like June YA novel. Uh, a Test of Courage, which is like below that mid-grade, I think is what they refer to that as. A Test of Courage is by Justina Ireland. Um, there's going to be IDW comics, which are kind of like the Star Wars adventure comics. Those are going to be done by Daniel Jose Older. Um, the Marvel comic line uh, is announcing a new one that takes uh, that is all about the villains of this new world, and that's going to be done by um, Kevin Scott. And then uh, Light of the Jedi, which Ray Lacey was just talking about, and that is going to be just like the the regular a novel, right, straightforward, and that's going to be done by Charles Soule. Um, those were the ones that they announced, um, and. Uh, again, not to be too contrarian, Lacey, but I actually think they did the perfect amount of, of publishing for this. Anybody who was freaking out or thinking this was going to be bigger, I think was kind of in a way like overstepping your boundaries. They were very clear what this was going to be the whole time, you know? Um, so I think that the way they handled it was very good. It is the largest thing they've ever done. The largest push they've ever done for publishing in star Wars in the new Canon era. And it is the largest thing that they've ever done. Yeah. They have done larger pushes for like journey to the movies, right? Like more books have been announced for those things, but this is what they've announced here is only phase one of what they're planning to do. And this thing also will continue to grow as we would speculate, right? We yeah. speculate it's going to be bigger. It's going to be video games. They're eventually going to do other comics as characters grow in people's hearts. They're going to do some other stuff. We'll talk about all this on Thursday about our, uh, what we think is going to happen. But John, give me your first reaction to the high Republic news. Yeah, so now we have to start calling it the High Republic. It's no longer Project Luminous. It's like kind it of, still is Project Luminous. Project Luminous just is the High Republic. 
project. Yeah, right? I feel like the curtain dropped that said Project Luminous. Sure. It's like, this is what it really is. Um, it's yeah. a, Project Luminous was like its working <laughs> title, like Pilgrim or whatever. That's how I see it. Um, but yeah, High Republic. Um, I think it's cool that they are starting in a new area where we're going to meet new characters and kind of get a fresh start on Star Wars. Um, I will echo Lacey's sentiments. I don't think they needed a giant media event in LA at Disney to reveal books and comics. I think that might've been a bit of a, uh, overhype, uh, in my opinion. Um, but I'll get into to how, why I feel that way on Thursday when we get into the discussion, but, um, you know, face value here, I'm looking at these things. Uh, the Charles soul thing seems, Interesting to me. Uh, I don't know that I've read anything that he did. He has done book wise aside from comics. Um, like I think the Kylo Ren comics okay, um, but the Justina Ireland a test of courage that actually looks kind of interesting to me. That almost looks a little Goonies ish, like coming of age uh, type of situation to me. Um, so that could be pretty interesting. The Claudia Gray one, uh, you got to wonder if it's another one of the situations where it's uh, star-crossed. Well, one of them looks like a warrior who's uh, all military, and the other one looks like a Jedi. And is it a romance? Who knows? I'm not really sure. But she's pretty much uh, undeniable at this point. So until she puts out a clunker, you got to believe she's going to put out something good. Mm -hmm. uh, DJ Older, only, um, you know, I'm surprised he got the gig, and I don't mean to be mean about that, but I, I wasn't a big fan of Last Shot, um, and that was his only entry to Star Wars. Um, and, uh, I know we've kind of said on this show a bit that he almost was writing it as a casual fan, writing a star Wars novel based on some of his references and not getting too deep cuts. So I'm curious what his, uh, I might skip those comics, but overall, I think it's cool. Um, I'm not as hyped as everyone else is. I'm probably going to, uh, try to take in audiobooks as much as I can for some of these things and probably dip into the, uh, Kevin Scott comic because uh, I think the Marvel comics are usually pretty good. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's interesting. It's a, it's a new era. It's fresh. And I guess that's kind of what Star Wars needs right now. Um, we'll obviously I'll get into more on what's going on in addition to this on Thursday. Yeah. I don't know if I actually said, but I, I like all this. I'm excited for it. I read the books and comics and stuff more than you guys. So this to me is like more the future of Star Wars, <laughs> if you will. Um, to me, personally, do you see what I'm saying? No, you're giving me a face. I don't no, know. You're getting I, faces. No, I see what you're saying. I do. Um, but uh, but no, I I I like what they're doing, and I think the more that I I hear people's takes on it, um, even like with uh, you know, people at work, like we're kind of chatting it out or whatever, and it, it seems to me like this could be really cool. Uh, like cooler than I thought it was going to be when I first initially heard it. I was like, okay, that's neat. But like the longer it's sitting with me, I'm like, oh, I bet, oh, I bet that makes more sense. You know, I bet that's exactly what it's going to be. And so I get yeah. a little bit excited about um, some of the stuff coming out. But like I said, we'll go full deep <laughs> on Thursday, guys. Um, I know that's big right. news, but uh, we got to move on to even bigger news, which is, J.D. Dillard and Matt Owens <laughs> reportedly writing some Star Wars project. Mm. Uh, Lacey, uh, I want you to talk on this first. Do you do you um, do you know these people? Uh, to me personally, these were new names, and so I dove in. And what what do you think? Um, I don't really know them at all. I'm going to be honest. Like people were pumped about it, and I was like, okay. Um, mm -hmm. 
you know, I've been not wrong because I've never said like, oh, this person is terrible, but I've been not knowing who someone is before and then it ends up to be awesome. So sure. that's cool. Um, one of them worked on Luke Cage. I loved Luke Cage season one. So if you worked on season one, then cool. <laughs> season <laughs> two, not so much. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. What if you only uh, worked on season two? Eh, it's fine. I made it through half episode one and turned it oh. off. So <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Sorry. All the Luke um, Cage fans I, just turned the podcast off. I liked I season like one, Luke though. Cage fans were kind of like, we know what's going to happen to our show. So they were lax on that mm. later season, right? Yeah. yeah, I don't. No, not really. I mean, probably they not. Had, There's probably people that were one, like, I love this. Yeah. No, season one was super popular. And it was like one of the top no, things people were watching. And then season two, I don't know what it was. Like, I think they were trying to build into Defenders and then Defenders didn't deliver they wanted, the way they wanted it to. But, you know, Jessica Jones is supposed to end up with him and it just didn't happen. But I digress. This is not a Luke Cage podcast. Uh, <laughs> but... Yeah, no, I mean, I, I'm cool. I'm always cool with new people coming into Star Wars and bringing their viewpoints and their opinions and their ideas. And oftentimes people that aren't huge Star Wars fans, because I don't know anything about these guys. I don't know if they are. I'm sure they are, but sometimes people aren't. Um, mm-hmm. But if you look at the guy that cut apart Rogue One and made it work, like he doesn't like Star Wars and he did a great job. So maybe it is sure. time to bring in people that don't like Star Wars so that they don't take it so personally and try to create something that's already been done. Um, but yeah, I guess that's, that's what I think. Well, cool. Yeah. yeah. I, I think I'm, I'm with you, John, I'm going to throw you uh, a curveball though. Do you think that these guys have anything to do with, um, uh, I'm bad at this. I'm blanking on his name. Throw uh, the pitch. Marvel guy, Kevin Feige, Kevin Feige. Yeah. I was blanking on his name. <laughs> You got you got the one guy coming from his pro- most popular movie, which is probably Slight, which is kind of a superhero-y, superpower kind of thing. So maybe he was eyeballed for other Marvel properties. And then, of course, um, Matt Owens working specifically on a Marvel property. Uh, and then this is maybe about the time that Kevin has been, you know, he's had enough time to maybe start eyeballing and weeding out some of these other people. What do, what do you think about this being the project for Kevin Feige? I didn't even think about that. It's funny, like, a lot of people said that about the Taika Waititi rumor that he was mm-hmm. going to be directing a Star Wars movie, and then they ask him about it, and he's like, well, I've watched a Star Wars movie before. Does that count? And they're like, uh, so you're not doing it? He's like, I don't know. It's a rumor, you know? It's just people talk, or everybody's yeah. talks. And everybody's yeah, so, in talks or something. So if Taika's was reported by a big trade and he's saying that's a rumor, although I, th- I still think that might be true. But uh, these guys, like you say, uh, the three of us don't really know these guys very well. And I'm sure a lot of our listeners may um, be bigger fans and they may say, you're crazy for not knowing them or something like that. But, you know, I'm just being honest. I don't really know these guys very well. So when I heard it, I was like, oh, okay, you know. You just feel like you're always hearing people are doing Star Wars like this person's developing a Star Wars thing. This person's developing a Star Wars thing. Mm-hmm. We still have Ryan Johnson waiting to develop his Star Wars stuff. He's still there. James he Mangold doing the Boba Fett show. It's happening. Yeah, right. the Boba Fett movie, the Boba Fett show, the Boba Fett everything. Yeah. So, Josh Trank. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm not buying that curveball with the that it's a Feige thing. Um, although mm-hmm. I, okay. I still would not be shocked if Feige comes in and um, does his Star Wars movie and maybe even gets more involved with Lucasfilm, uh, especially now that they're changing executives and stuff like that. Maybe Kathleen Kennedy's the next one to be changed, but her contract's up when Bob Iger officially leaves too, right? 
Um, so I, I can't really look too much into this here. I, I really, honestly, I got to be honest. I don't know too much about these guys. I read someone saying something about J.D. Dillard had some minor involvement with J.J. Abrams. He was like his protege, and he did some some set visits and stuff or whatever for The Force Awakens and The Rise of Skywalker. Um, so maybe he got his foot in the door and meetings took place hmm. and he pitched something and they liked it. Uh, it could be as simple as that. A lot of it's about who you know. And if you know J.J. Abrams, you probably have a better shot of developing something for Star Wars, I guess. So uh, maybe that's the situation here. And obviously anything you do that's affiliated with a Marvel project and if people like it, that's usually in 2020, that's a good thing. So um to Matt Owens being involved with the Luke Cage project, which I, I, I still haven't seen. I can't believe I hadn't watched it because I watched Jessica Jones and I liked it. And my wife loved Jessica Jones and um, I liked his involvement, the character in that show. So I went to go watch it and then like, I think I forgot because they were canceling it or it's like you said, James, I was like, ah, screw it. But um, I don't know. I mean, it's cool. Jessica I guess. Jones is another one that I didn't finish watching. I stopped after season two or whatever it was. Oh, there was a third season. Or maybe I didn't watch season two. There was some I wa- I loved season one, and then it just. I, I only watched the one season two. Yeah. Same with uh, I, Daredevil. Same with Punisher. I, I got. I watched about six six episodes of Daredevil, and I was like, I am so bored. This show is boring. Yeah, <laughs> never stinks. went back. Yeah. And then I got kind of excited that they were going to cross over everything, and I thought, oh, maybe I should just give it a chance. And then I watched like two episodes of Jessica Jones, and I was like, I just can't do it. I don't <sighs> care Jessica enough. Jones season one was so good. Yeah. yeah, and I still just didn't care. It's just drawn out. It's television. Uh, I mean, I'm actually really starting to like that The Mandalorian was like 30 minutes, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't want shows drug out over hours and hours of content. I still look at the whole season and I go, do I want to rewatch all of that again? I don't know. It's They're saying tough. the next James Bond movie is going to be two hours and 43 minutes. <sighs> yeah. Boy. I want to get caught up on James Bond, but I just got to be honest, Mission Impossible is better. Just it is. Lacey I agree degrees. with that. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, speaking of Lacey, do you want to do a little bit of a rundown? Sure. Do you want to end the resistance report and do a little bit of a scoundrels rundown? Sure. I never got that kind of cool like <laughs> handoff when I was running the deal. All right, punching it on three. One, two, three. Punch, punch it. Punch it. All right, if you are watching The Return of the Clone Wars, make sure you're also watching our reaction show, The Clone Wars Fan Show, which is hosted by James and featured exclusively on the Star Wars Newsnet YouTube channel. The next episode will be out on Friday, covering Season 7, Episode 3. Episode 3. This says tomorrow in here. That's fine. I know in the future. (laughs) Oh, I wrote the bad copy, my bad. (laughs) It's all good. So, speaking of somewhat bad, don't worry, we're fixing it. But some of you may have noticed some issues with our podcast apps in the past two weeks. And the reason is that we've improved our podcast output feed. And while it caused some temporary hiccups in the long run, it hiccups, comma, in the long run, it makes our launch of the episodes much more efficient. So we apologize for anyone that has issues with some of the apps, but things should be back to normal and even up faster than usual going forward. Well, there you go. Yeah. Clean it up. Yes. And if you guys want to support us, 
beyond this terrible reading that I've done uh, and these episodes and just like, you know, hang out, be friends. Uh, you can head over to patreon.com slash resistance broadcast where you can get extra behind the scenes content, uh, early access to certain things like John's rumor and theory reviews. And I have shot a bunch of toy reviews that will be coming up soon. Um, we have starting tomorrow, a very special offer for new resistance members that are admiral and general. If you uh, go to one of those ranks, you get a special I am all the Jedi magnet using the design from the Ray shirt, which has been super popular for us with Ray and the starry sky. And then I am all the Jedi and return of the Jedi font font. It's also font. been super imposed so that yes. both designs are on top of each other. Yes. It's super cool. I promise. So starting tomorrow, check it out. Patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. And that's it yes. for now. So Chewy, get us out of here. There he is. All right, guys. It is time for Ask the Resistance. I've been wondering, what are midichlorians? Just had to clear my throat, muted my mic. Pro style. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we always ask you guys to send in your questions. You use hashtag Ask the Resistance so we could find it. We appreciate that. Uh, sometimes you email them if you're a little shy. I get it. All good. Uh, but we have a few here, so we're going to get through them now. Uh, Lacey, this first one is going to you. Cool. We're changing, changing things up here. You're going first. Oh, my goodness. The change. <laughs> I can't handle it. First time listeners are like, oh, she must not go first. Um, Mike Ramore <laughs> at Drum Jedi said, what kind of character would you want to be in the High Republic era? A Texas Ranger style Jedi, a Nile, or a Denizens of the Galaxy like a smuggler or bounty hunter? Hey, Mike. How's it going? Um, I would want to be a Jedi always because they get lightsabers. Anybody that doesn't choose Jedi is lying to you. Mm -hmm. Unless they want to be a bad guy because some bad guys might have jet lightsabers. We don't know yet. Mm -hmm. But probably a good guy because I'm a good person deep down. So Jedi. He also said, Lacey, you can't just bring people a pen either. <laughs> did he really say that? He did. Yes. <laughs> you know what's funny? Before I answered, I was going to say uh, I'd just be a person that would work in an office somewhere for at the mm, Jedi you're Temple. Like, Here you go, Master Yoda. I said you that have once a about, meeting. <laughs> I said that once about one of Mello's things. It was like, would you be resistance or not resistance? It was like a rebel or empire or whatever. And I was mm. like, the truth is, we would all be. Empire, because <laughs> right. none of us are actually legitimately like fighting the government. Rebellious, stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. If anything, very yeah. good. I'd be nervous to wield uh, lightsabers. I feel like I would like accidentally cut my own head off or something. But it would be cool. Um, James, mm. this one's going to you from Rob Bartlett at RB Seven Rads, and he said, "What's going on with the yellow gold lightsabers? Ray has one. Luke has one in a new comic." I know there are two on the High Republic covers. Do you think it's something specific, like the Jedi with yellow blades are the balance of the Force, or is it just the color? Uh, I wouldn't say that the yellow blades are the balance of the Force. Um, so 
we know that in the new canon they've they've tried to give the blades specific color and while they haven't really specified what a yellow blade means the only people that we really have seen a focus on having them are the temple guards so the if you want to take that into some sort of thing like uh, protection or duty or something like that could be one of those things. Um, I've tried to speculate what the, like, how does one person like, Oh, I'm going to build my jet of my lightsaber. They turn it on and it's yellow and they're like, well, that sucks. <laughs> I'm on guard duty. Mm-hmm. But then we actually, I, I reached out with uh, Matt Martin. We had a conversation about it and he said that it was more like, uh, they took turns. So like when you see one behind the mask, there's a good chance that that's, you know, uh, Plo Koon behind the mask. They just, oh, they really? all did their, yeah, they all just did their duty. That was one of the things that they had to do. Um, I don't actually know if it went all the way up to the masters, but, um, but the point was that it wasn't like that was, that's your thing to do. But this is interesting though, because this could mean, what they're uncovering in the high Republic stories, it allows uh, the comic artist to say, oh, well, let's tell a little bit in this specific Marvel comic as well. Or we also know that Ray has this um, and maybe JJ knows, you know, that like, Oh, it'd be cool if it's yellow. Cause we're getting ready to tell all these other characters. He's like, that's fine with me. Yeah. Uh, go ahead and make it yellow. Um, so I'm excited to see what the yellow one really means but i think the reason they're popping up is because they knew they were getting ready to do this project luminous thing so they're feeding it in over time just like they have with some of the other stuff and the other books and stuff coming out so i'm pumped yellow lightsabers let's let's find out right on i like it all right uh this last one here is from alex zukas at zubaka and he asked of course a chewbacca i love that name yeah. Uh, so Alex said, with Chewbacca being almost 200 during the events of Solo and the High Republic era being 200 years before the prequels, will baby Chewbacca be the next cute thing? That so, is a great thing. <laughs> so, I mean, that's pretty close. The Chewbacca um, buddy toy thing. But um, I am going to say no uh, because I try to do some math on this. So Chewie, Chewie was born 200 BBY before the Battle of Yavin. Uh, the High Republic takes place uh, 200 years before the Battle of Naboo, which was 32 years BBY. So it's 232 BBY. So mm, mm-hmm. that's a 32-year gap there. So unless they're going to expand the High Republic to span over you know 30-plus years and you see the birth of Chewbacca and Kashyyyk or something like that, I don't think we're going to see that. So it really comes down to where they take this High Republic thing, how far they take it, how far they milk it. I hate saying the word milk it, but you know what I mean. Um, if they wind up expanding it to other novels, other uh, you know media, and they extend the timeline. We don't even know what the timeline is right now. All we know is when it starts. So it could jump. It could move around. I'm not sure. But right now, I'm going to say, based on this timeline, that 32-year gap from when that starts and when Chewbacca is born, I don't think we're going to see little uh, Chewy and diapers running around uh, yet. But um, we'll see. But that's my answer for now. So thank you, Alex, for that. And thank you, everyone, for all of your questions. We Good are question. up against it, so we got to bounce out of here. But 
What I want to do right now is make sure that all of you are subscribed to the podcast. I know we were just talking about, Lacey just said in the rundown, our feeds are now being updated. Uh, sorry about all those uh, little mishaps we had there, but it's for the betterment of us. It's a lot easier and things go more instantly out to you guys. I know sometimes you probably noticed in the past, Apple was a little behind our other feeds. Now everything should be a lot quicker for you. So we appreciate you guys being patient with that and all that stuff. Um, and of course, let us know if you keep having issues and, and we'll keep looking into it, but it should be good for now. But make sure you are subscribed and you could take your pick. You got Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube, Stitcher, a uh, b- bunch of other apps, whichever one you prefer. Make sure you do subscribe and share with a friend. Spreading the word is how we grow and we've seen a lot of growth and that's thanks to you guys. Make sure you're heading to StarWarsNewsNet.com every day for your latest Star Wars news, book reviews, comic reviews, especially with all this new stuff coming, uh, editorials, information, and more. Um, Patreon.com. Just like Lacey was talking about, we have new promotions coming for those top uh, two tiers. Uh, and, uh, you know, we have five tiers. You check out the page. It starts $2 a month for page access. The next tier up, you can start submitting topics to be on the show. We have a Discord server at tier three and up. A lot of stuff. So I can't even get into it. Go to the page. Take a few seconds. Check it out. If you see something you like, you want to sign up. Uh, we appreciate all the support, and you get a lot of cool extra content. So there you go. Uh, I want to thank our Patreon generals. We're looking at Carmelo, the Gray Jedi, Andrew Staley, Neil Lowry, Jeremy Myers, Neil Shaw, David Probus, John Reese, Seth Kime, Micah Harrison, Tampa Movie Guy, Michael Gaines, and Val Trichkoff. Thank you all so much for your support at the general level. You guys can find me on Twitter at Johnny Hoey and at StarWarsNewsNet.com. James? Twitter and Instagram at Meyer Chunks. Simple Still as that. Looking, you're going to get that James Bainey one day. I'm telling you it's going to happen. Nah, I don't know. <laughs> Lacey, how about you? People can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Lacey Gillerin. All right. All right, guys. We hope you enjoyed this episode. We hope you enjoy your week. And if you thought we pinched it a little bit on talking about High Republic, do not worry, because as James said before, we're going to really get into it in a discussion on Thursday in addition to other fun stuff as always. So until then, uh, when the base opens once again, we will see you around, kids. <laughs>